Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. This is a podcast that invites you to remember who you are, return to yourself, and rise into your highest and best soul self. Every week, I will be sharing inspiring conversations about topics that hold keys to your awakening. My mission as an international evidential psychic medium, Reiki practitioner, and intuitive mentor is to help you rise into who you were born to be. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and I have a lovely special guest, uh, a kindred spirit here with me today, Emily. Emily, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. I think our conversations, anytime we chat, anytime we can pin each other down, it's just fun, exciting. We go anywhere the conversation takes us. And I'm just so Mm -hmm. thankful you had me on today. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on too for the first time on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I've had you on for the the other podcast that I co-host with Erin, Soul Rising. Mm -hmm. We talked all about evolutionary astrology that time and and so if you're interested in that um you can definitely check that episode out i'll link it in the show notes Uh, but today we're going to talk about a different topic another area of expertise for you and something that i haven't gone into detail uh at all on this podcast but i have been receiving some requests to talk about it so i thought that was perfect we're going to talk about the akashic records today But we're not going to limit ourselves to just that. We're going to be open to all things. And I was kind of chuckling when you were saying when we're able to nail each other down because (laughs) the last like two months we've been like trying and there's been a series of like, you know, things that have been happening. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, You know, it's just funny. Life's been busy. And it has been. And then you throw in an eclipse and some retrogrades and girl. Right. Right. Yeah. So at the time of our recording, this is going to air in November. So hello, future us in November. But this is right now is mid October and we are in between two eclipses. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. They come in pairs. Always in pairs. Okay. Right. Right. Is it seems like everyone I know is, is kind of on the struggle bus right now. It's, you know, I think sometimes when we ignore the things that are kind of niggling at us a little bit yeah an eclipse will force the issue absolutely you know what word i've been hearing a lot in my own you know awareness and even in some tarot readings that i've been doing but also i'm seeing it like from other people's social media is the word avoidance like what are you avoiding that's so true that's really what i've been contemplating a lot and uh and and avoiding the avoidance, you know, like, I feel like I just, we were talking off, off camera. Like I'm not a napper. You were sharing. You're not much of a napper because I don't know, it just makes me cranky. You yeah, shared that I go you wake to a up portal and, in a different yeah. distant land and coming back is hard. It's hard, right? It's hard to go like, okay, um, this is still, t- this is still Wednesday and I have this and this and this to do. I know, but I think today and lately it's, it's been required because this eclipse season is hitting me hard. I'm not sleeping as well at nighttime. Yeah, at all. And I've noticed either are a couple of my children, two of the three children aren't sleeping as well either. Have you noticed your sleep has been impacted? Completely. Every night I've been awake at around two. Yeah. And just kind of wide awake for no reason or hot or, you know. Yeah, just uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. So weird. So strange. We're going to get through it. And yeah, by the time this episode airs, we will be on the other side. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> so let's tell our audience today a little bit about who you are, Miss Emily. Oh, so my name is Emily. I live in Colorado, mm-hmm. down in the lower 48. I have a super varied background. Um, any of mm-hmm. you who are into human design, I am a 4-6 emotional projector. So I love my networks. I love my people, but I've got that six. So everything I've, you name it, I've probably done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I have a, a very um, diverse background. Um, grew up with parents in a small little mountain town. Um, we had our own uh, jewelry store. My dad is an artist. My mom's mm-hmm. always been super creative. Mm-hmm. And so I was immersed in this feeling of entrepreneur. So I like to joke with people, I make a terrible employee (laughs) because I have my own opinions, my own way of doing things. I've got this Aries abundance of fire energy, even though I'm an earth sign. And, you know, I grew up in the nineties and it was like, what are you going to do? You have to like know your path by the time you're done with high school. And I was creative enough that you just kind of get funneled into the arts programs. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, you're a graphic designer and you're like, this is the worst thing ever. This is not my soul's calling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, flash forward, I've I've had a knitting store. I've had greeting card businesses. I've ran the books in my husband's business for years. But when I hit that late 30s stage, I started to do enough inner soul work and shadow work and all of the things that come around midlife mm-hmm. and had a spiritual awakening. I always mm-hmm. thought mediumship psychic, all of these things were for other people. Mm-hmm. I was super fascinated with it. I was like, yeah, I believed all of those things, but not for me. <laughs> right. And yeah. after my, um, my grandmother passed away, she was my maternal grandmother. We were super close. Um, she had always just kind of like, they read tea leaves after dinner. Um, my grandfather's from Canada and my grandma lived up there for a while. And there was just always this a little underlying bit of mysticism. Mm -hmm. She would cut her horoscope out of the paper and cut Mm -hmm. mine out of the paper. And that's when I kind of allowed myself to dabble and explore. And so at this point, I am a psychic medium. I am an evolutionary astrologist, Mm -hmm. do Akashic record readings, all the things. All the things. I love that. I love that you also shared you're a four six. So my oldest child, my only girl, my only daughter is a four six uh, emotional manifester. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's definitely an interesting. I've got two manifestors. My my oldest and my youngest are emotional manifestors, and my middle is an emotional projector. But he's a five one like me. Five one. Yeah. So we've got an interesting dynamic, but as you were speaking, I could see a lot of like, my daughter is 17, almost 18 now, but I could kind of see her in you as you were speaking Mm -hmm. about past you and um, just how I feel like she's going to be that little born entrepreneur. And she's so creative. She's currently like in the summer, she's like, I want to learn to crochet. And so we took her to Michael's. And she literally like by the end of the day had made a a stuffed bunny. And I'm like, (laughs) girl like, like I could not do that like she's so catch on quick catches on so quick so creative do you find sometimes like I don't know if this is like a highly sensitive person thing or if it's connected to the four six because I'm kind of just learning more about that but like confidence in what you do because it comes so like it's so innately you mm. all of these things like when we talked about mediumship even yeah me too like I was always fascinated and I always loved that was interested but didn't think that I could do it 
because it's so subtle and like I feel like it's so innate and it was already a part of you and it was already a part of me but like your cre your creative side it's just so innately part of you. Do you struggle sometimes with feeling confident in those areas? That's such a great question. You know, I hadn't ever thought of it that way. I, I think I was creative and I still am, but when I was really in it, you know, having holiday art shows and all the things, it was meditation. It was mm -hmm. stillness and slowness that allowed me to hear the subtleties, to know, mm -hmm. no, I need to use this color or that color, make those adjustments. So absolutely it was there. Yeah. I was manifesting it in different ways. Right. Yeah. You know, sometimes I've, I've, what's something that I've learned about myself and something that just kind of popped into my awareness as we were speaking is this confidence piece. Like, I don't know if you've struggled, but I definitely have struggled with my self-confidence oh. at all at times, especially things that come naturally to me. Yes. Like 100%. my mediumship, because it's so innately a part of me that I've realized that I, I struggle sometimes with like feeling like things have to be earned in order to be good at them. Right. right. And then I'm like, but what does earned mean? Like, maybe this is something I've been doing, working out my whole life, just kind of behind the scenes or in previous lifetimes. But it's like, I have kind of had this shadowy aspect of like, but I wasn't mentored. I didn't do a course. I didn't learn from someone. So am I as good or do I, is there quality with my mediumship? Because I feel like I, it needs to be earned. Right. So I, I feel in my work that um, something that I'm kind of drawn to and help people see is to pull out those innate gifts that, and, and to show them that they actually are gifts. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you come into this world with those gifts. You don't have to, maybe you don't have to practice um, for and 10 when years did we decide everything had to be hard I anything know, worth having yes. was a huge struggle and you yes. put in years and get the certificates and oh, slog your way through that's right yeah that's what I'm kind of getting at with this message about being earned it's like mm -hmm. but it was so easy so therefore is it okay that it was that easy you know like and so as you were speaking and like I'm just thinking about my daughter too I'm like ah I feel like that's just something I don't know something for us to ponder you know, um, and I, you and I talked ancestry and lineages yes. and all of those things. It's super fascinating to both of us. And I look back at even two, three, four generations ago, but I mean, that isn't that long, right? In the no. scheme of things mm -hmm. and how hard it was, yes. how ingrained that feeling of you do it because you have to, nothing comes easy. You work hard, you mm -hmm. earn it. And we are, aside from maybe our parents and the baby boomers, one of the first generations that doesn't ha have to have that burden. And I think it's what we are here to experience, but we are unlearning it mm -hmm. and also being judged for it and mm -hmm. all of the things. I agree. I agree. Wow. So you have this beautiful background. I can definitely see how all these pieces were coming together, you know, in time, even though we don't realize it's happening to create this amazing uh, person that you are today and all the amazing offerings that you have. Tell us a little bit about, I know that you shared in the previous uh, episode that we talked about with evolutionary astrology, how you got into mediumship and that was through ancestry, which you just kind of touched on. How did you get into Akashic Records? Was that something that also just kind of unfolded? What was I, the order of things? <laughs> <laughs> I look now and I see why things unfolded in the order they did. Yes. 
right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, it was the curiosity in astrology and that makes sense. It's history. It's like a little language. There were mm -hmm. layers I could dig into and it was tangible in some way, mm -hmm. right? I'm dealing with things. And so when mediumship comes in and you're learning that one, it's always more subtle than you expect, right? And then you start pulling through the evidence, right? These pieces that are undeniable, that are the the basis of good mediumship. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I couldn't deny at that point that what was happening and what I was seeing and feeling and thinking wasn't real because these facts backed it. And I am I kind of call myself a skeptic uh, medium, a skeptic woo enthusiast. I always come in with just a little bit of, mm, really? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's healthy in some ways, but yep. I had zero interest in Akashic. I'll be perfectly honest. I was like, that is for others, more woo than me. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. It took an extra suspense of ideology of belief. It just, I had to put this other part of me aside. So I'm doing mediumship, I'm doing astrology readings, and I was talking with a client about their nodes in their chart. And if you aren't familiar, the North node sort of shows you where you're meant to expand yourself in this lifetime, what you're here to learn and really stretch for. Mm -hmm. And the opposite, the South node is sort of this beautiful past life karmic soup of lessons that you've already mastered. They're comfortable, but you're, you don't have to stay there. So I was explaining to her where her nodes were and why this might feel a certain way. And I just remember it was similar to mediumship. You kind of pull in a storyline or you pull in some imagery and I explained it to her. And I even remember doing it with my eyes closed. I work with my eyes closed a lot sometimes. Yeah. And I was explaining to her that in a past life, you know, she was in charge of making sure that everyone in her village moved up as the river was going to flood each year. Like she was this keeper of the knowledge in a very shamanic way. And I could see the face paint and I could see that this was like sub-Saharan Africa. Like I, all these little pieces came out as I was building this mm -hmm. story for her and how now she's just here to take care of herself. She gets this opportunity. She doesn't have the burden of that. And when I opened my eyes, and looked at her, she was tears coming down her face. And I was like, Oh, what's like, what's wrong? I'm so sorry. And she said, I feel that story in my bones. I don't know how you know that. She said, I've had visions that are similar. I feel that. And so for me, that was really, I think the first time I stumbled into the Akashic in some way, I think I took a back door. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, um, without my mediumship, coming in prior, I would have had the belief. Yes. Yeah. So interesting. Cause like, I'm, I have this question, you know, for you today, we're not going in order and that's okay. Cause I <laughs> want it to be organic, but that reminds me a lot of, you know, one of my questions was, is an Akashic records reading similar or like a past mm. life reading? Cause I'm a past life reader. And as I began to as Akashic Records kind of came more into my awareness, I thought to myself, I'm already accessing them when I do past life readings and I'm just not like really setting the intention in the way that somebody else might because I feel like there is a similarity. That was a question I had for you. Like, do you feel like that's, are they similar or can they be similar depending? I think so. I mean, when yeah. we, 
we talk a lot about this in mediumship development. Okay, where is the information coming from? Mm -hmm. And so you start to have this spatial awareness so that you can recognize if these are guides coming in or angels or loved ones right. or if it's psychic, right? You get all the different directions. And when I access the Akashic or past life or some of these timeline situations is what I would call them, to me, it's always up. I'm always, I'm up and I, I even channel with my hands open. I feel like the information is coming down to me. So all of it is there. I think we absolutely access the Akashic in hundreds of different ways. Yeah. Maybe dreams. Like that dreams. woman kind of felt maybe she had dreamt about. Absolutely. I think we innately feel those things in us. Mm -hmm. They, those threads, those connections are always there. And it's almost like sometimes it gets strummed and I'll, it's like a little vibration comes through yes. as those cords are strummed and, and then you recognize a, a direction and it takes you down a journey, yeah. but it's all us. We are all part of the Akasha. The Akasha is part of us. And I'm not a stickler for rules. <laughs> In yeah. fact, if you have them, chances are I'll break them. Yeah. 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 So let's back step a little bit for a moment. What, if you were to give, I know this is kind of like a, there's maybe many different kind of ways to explain what an Akashic, what the Akashic records are mm -hmm. in your opinion or how you work and experience them. What are they to you? So even the word Akasha is Sanskrit. Yes. And it really stems from the idea that we are fire, earth, air, water. These are the elements. These are what make up everything that's living. And there is the Akasha. So mm -hmm. in Sanskrit, Akasha means the other, the ether, mm -hmm. the part of us that is consciousness in some way, but isn't tangible. So it's just another one of the elements. So like spirit? It could absolutely be all of that. They, right. It really okay. translates to ether. Right. Yeah. So when we work with the Akashic, I think this is the same as past lives. This is time, all of these pieces. When you look at quantum physics, mm -hmm. we recognize now that there's more dark matter than light matter. And we're starting to think that dark matter could actually be all of the choices we didn't make, all of the options that didn't happen. And they get stored in some way, right? In consciousness, in this universe, because everything is energy. It doesn't come or go. It just transforms. Mm -hmm. So when we think of the Akasha and the ether, it is this understanding that everything on all timelines, forwards, backwards, up and down, everything we've experienced as a soul, as consciousness is all happening or has happened and is recorded in the, the in essentially what I would call the timeline or the, the fabric of the cosmos. Mm -hmm. And so we're entering that space. There, people have channeled other entities. They've channeled guides. I've read a beautiful book about um, from Krishna that was sort of channeled through the records. So you have this ability to access in some way everything, higher consciousness in some way. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the Akashic records themselves are, how would I describe this? It doesn't feel limiting to me. Everything about the Akashic feels expansive and open to mm -hmm. absolutely anyone who's interested. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
So beautiful segue into next question. Do you think that anyone could access the records? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, are there ways to do it? There's as many opinions and ways to get in Mm -hmm. as there are people. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, when I realized I kind of stumbled into this realm, (laughs) the first thing you do for me is I'm like, what's the book I can purchase that's going to help me? I literally just wrote to ask you about books. So we'll get to that. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. How many paperbacks can I have delivered and as soon as possible? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, And I did a very traditional classic prayer. That was some of my opening experiences to recite the prayer. There's a lot of work with repeating things three times, Mm -hmm. um, using the client or the sitter's name, because those, the way we speak voices, the resonance, the tunes that, and the frequencies that our names carry can be part of a gateway or a key to access their information. So that I then, of course, like you, I was like, well, I can't do this on my own. I need to study with someone. I need, I need someone yeah. to tell me how to do the thing. Cause I can't figure this out on my own. And I did, I studied with Amber. I think you've also worked with Amber, uh, Malibu medium. I haven't. You actually. haven't. Oh, no. she's, she's a delight. Amber Baker. Um, she does a lot of deep Akashic work and channeling. And so I, mm-hmm. I worked with her for a little while and then I really just kind of threw off the ropes and said, what the heck, let's do this. And so for me, I blend the astrology and the Akashic. I like to access the records through astrology. Yeah. Well, I had an experience with you. I booked uh, an uh, Akashic astrology reading. Is that what the, I think that's what you call it. Um, Yeah. Where you asked about my nodes and then took me back. And both of those things that came through were kind of wild. Um, and also felt like a remembrance, like, mm-hmm. and even like I had a couple of weeks before that been talking about sharing this experience that I had in a, in a Reiki session that came through about me being connected to the wind and the <gasps> element of air and could see myself, you know, in this, this situation. And then you brought through something so similar in the Akashic records. And I was like, what? This that is so wild. Me, me too. Body. It gave yeah. me full body chills. So, you know, I think it's interesting, right? Because I access that through like a, a, a meditate, meditative stage, um, you know, kind of with Reiki infused in it. And I was able to access it, that myself. And then you were able to bring it through as a third party. And I just think that shows that there is a ton of ways to access the records. Um, yeah, yeah. I love this. So can, can someone read their own records or open their own records? I actually encourage it. Okay. I, I probably don't go into my records as often as I could, should all the things. Right. Right. Um, and I had this super interesting experience. I'll share. I, we have a, like a Himalayan salt cave in town. So you can go and sit in this beautiful healing energy of the salt. So it's about 45 minutes and you're just in this very meditative state. And I thought, you know what? I never go into my own records. What the heck? We'll use this opportunity. So I remember going in, asking for my guides and sort of do my opening um, sequence. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden this presence was just huge. And like, I just remember leaning back even further in the chair because it was very clear that whoever or whatever had just stepped forward was completely filling the room. And I was like, okay, back up a little bit, a little space here. (laughs) And I was like, who are you? Can you like, cause I, it's interesting when I'm in the records for clients, it's pretty specific who steps forward. I have timekeepers and, um, uh, timekeepers, 
I'm trying to go through the, they're not coming mm -hmm. forward right now, but different entities that step mm -hmm. forward. So I remember asking in this moment, what is this giant presence? And the name Metatron came. Well, I'm not an angel study girl. Like I'm getting mm -hmm. better, but it hasn't been part of my journey thus far. And so I reached out to a dear friend and I was like, it's a, like, is this a transformer? Like, did I dream this? What? <laughs> <laughs> Always with my little skepticism. And she was like, oh no, Metatron is the keeper of the Akashic Records. Wow. And I was like, okay, well, he introduced himself today. I had no idea. I had no idea. So they always surprise me. And those mm -hmm. are the moments when I feel the magic and the alignment and I just trust. Mm -hmm. I had a similar experience. It wasn't with, um, well, it wasn't with me intentionally. At least I don't, I haven't connected it that way to my Akashic records, but I, um, in a meditative again state, I was brought through a lot of like angel type messages and I kept seeing wings and I kept hearing like, focus on your breath, focus on breath work right now. This is how you access, you know, your own deep inner knowing they were connecting the lungs like to be seen as angel wings. And so when you breathe, you're connecting to your angels. Right. And so there was all this angel kind of stuff. And I like you that hadn't been part of my journey and still really isn't a ton. I've been waiting to see how things organically come in. And then I had a Reiki session with a lovely lady in Scotland and it wasn't live. Like we weren't together. She went, did it and then sent me some beautiful PDFs with information and she brought through, and I can't remember in this moment, but she brought through a archangel that's very connected to the angelic realm. And she said, I kept seeing these angel wings being like grown, like sprouted out of your back and that you're being prepared to work with the angelic realm. And I was like, what the heck? Like I could just see it all kind of coming together. And I thought that was so cool. So I'm just following the breadcrumbs with that. Yes. And see where that goes. But I've had like a ton of kind of signs and synchronicities with like random things and like different clients connecting me, even with like Kyle Gray who works with the angels, right? And so somebody like connected to me to something about that, or he had said something that reminded them of me, like a client of mine who was taking a, a course with Kyle Gray. And then she's like, Amy, I was with, I was on a call with Kyle in this like class tonight. And uh, I know you're like super connected to the red fox and he is too. He actually has a fox tattoo on his hand. And she's like, you'll never believe it because it's like a random thing that the the students get to attend a live training with him. Like not everybody gets to attend every week. It's kind of like a random kind of thing. And she's like, I was on the call with him and this, he said, hold on a second. There's like literally something at my door and he could see it on his like doorbell cam. And it was a Fox at his back door. Like, and he's like, this is my visitor. He comes, visits me all the time, but just even things like that, like, okay, Kyle and the Fox and the angels and you, and like, they were connecting it for me. And I was like, Oh, this is like so cool and so neat. My mouth was just open while you were saying yeah. all those few people that aren't watching, but that's incredible. And that I think I have a dear friend that calls them spirit crumbs. And I love mm -hmm. those, that term because that's, that's truly what it, what it feels like. And I have found when I press or think I need to take my development in a direction, it doesn't always work out. It's better when I go with the flow, surrender yes. into it, let it, let them come in some ways. Yeah, that that's that would be my guidance for people as well that are interested in this. You know, sometimes I'm like, I, I don't know if I'd be the best mentor because I'm like, just try it. Just trust. Just see what happens. You know, 
because that's what I do. And it always falls into place. It always comes together. I feel like us being connected was one of those kind of weird oh, my things gosh. too. Completely. Completely strange. On my um, birthday. That was the weirdest day. Yeah. Guys, if you haven't heard me talk about this story, I literally recorded a whole episode about it. Um, so I will link it in the show notes if you missed that episode where I tell the story of having Akashic Astrology reading with you, what came through and how we connected and how that was such a wild thing too. Um, yeah, wild. Um, what else do I want to ask you? Oh, are there are there certain questions? Like, I know that you, you're kind of like, there's no rules. Like you kind of open the records and see what happens kind of thing. But if some people really like to have kind of a guideline, right? So are there like certain questions that might be best to ask when you get in there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's only my guides or if other people find this to be true as well. I find them to be incredibly sassy. Yes. Sarcastic. <sighs> yeah. Sassy. Cheeky. Cheeky. Um, you open up, ask an open-ended question, you're going to get an open-ended answer. Yes. And so for me, when I prepare, I go in with questions because once I'm in that energy, I can always adjust seeing mm -hmm. where things are going to go. But if you just go in and you're like, I'm going to browse and look around. Yeah. Good luck. There's like so much information you wouldn't even know where to start. So my, my first recommendation is to go in with a purpose, a reason. Mm -hmm. What are you looking to uncover? What do you want to understand? Is it about your own journey? Is it about your family's journey? Is it blocks that you're not seeing something? Mm -hmm. And then from there, a lot of times I will maybe ask a couple of follow-up questions or go a little bit deeper on that one particular thing. But if you ask them, is there anything else you want to show me? <laughs> or like, <laughs> yeah, pick something like. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. That's kind of like an intention, right? Like you're setting the intention the reading what it, what is it that we want to inquire about that's that's good advice and I, I find the same like with tarot sometimes like when you're asking questions to the tarot it's like ah, okay yeah I'm Our going with with intention and with the idea that you truly are seeking guidance and healing I yeah I never want to go in and just play in these areas I mean I do think it's important to bring an element of fun curiosity but hold it in reverence. There's a yeah. lot of my messaging when I do my opening prayer that I, I honor thee. I honor thee for the ground I stand on. I honor thee for the air I breathe. I honor thee with everything in my being because I feel there's a magic and I still want to honor that magic mm -hmm. in some way. Mm -hmm. Did you kind of intuitively uh, channel that? Or is that something you took bits and pieces from different things and put them together? Um, just kind of like, I'm, I know that there's certain people that are like, okay, so like, where do I get this opening prayer? Is it something I make up? Is it something that I have to do the same as everyone else? Um, I, I think there's different camps on that. Yeah. And I believe, so I started, you know, we we're going to talk about books. I purchased Linda Howe's classic, The Akashic Records. Yeah. I think it's I have that right too. Yeah. And I just recommended it to a person that was asking. It's, it's a yeah. great, you know, introduction. I think she really lays the framework and her prayer worked for me. Okay. But I remember it felt like a, I have to, like, oh, I got to get through this before I can get in. It mm -hmm. didn't flow for me personally. Right. Um, and then when I studied with Amber, I did her prayer for a while. She has a beautiful prayer that I believe she channeled. Mm -hmm. And again, parts of it I loved, parts of it I didn't resonate with. So for me, it's been a collection 
of witnessing others' prayers, taking the things that worked, taking the things that didn't and adding in my own. So like for me, when I connect to somebody mediumistically, like for a client, there aren't really like certain rituals that I will do beforehand other than just to kind of speak in my mind about what my intentions are for the session. And that's it where another person might have a whole series of rituals that they do that they use, um, you know, to feel like like that's just something that they want to do. So I think it's, it's very much like what works for you. What feels good. What feels right for you. Yeah. I remember early in my mediumship, like, Okay, I have to start 20 minutes before and I have to light the candle and ring the bell. Right. I needed that. And now I'm putting my makeup on 10 minutes before and I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Who's coming in? Me too. Yeah. And I've tried to explain. I've talked about that a bit, right? And and people, some people that are kind of at the beginning are like, what? Right. Because (laughs) but it's something that you just kind of it becomes second nature. It just becomes so you just set your intention and you're there. Yeah. And it's one of those things you just have to do to experience, right? It's kind of like riding a bike. I had an early mentor say, do a hundred readings and come back. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Go do a hundred readings and come back and talk to me. And I was like, okay. And I remember I made a list. I got to like 73 (laughs) and I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Oh my God. Quite literally, I'm going to do that many. Um, But it's true. Like at at first you're like consciously, like, you know, you're conscious of every movement in your body and you're nervous about falling. And then, and then you're just like, you're not even thinking about it. And that's how this work can be. And that, I think that's where the magic is when it just, absolutely right. That's when we, I always try to go in, like you said, with the intention of joy and with a little bit of play. I think it's so important Mm -hmm. that we, we're here to experience this realm. It's super fun and exciting to remember and be part of the other side. So I treat both with that reverence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. What are you reading right now, Emily? I know this isn't a question that I prepared for you earlier, but it's one that I thought of in the moment because I'm always like, what are you reading, Emily? Show me your book collection. Because we're oh both we're both such ferocious readers. Right. Um, I find I end up ordering books, not when I'm necessarily ready for them, but then suddenly they're on my shelf and I'm like, oh. I'm ready for you now. I'm ready for you. That happened to me with um, Women Who Run With The Wolves. I ordered it in like 2019 and it just sat and sat and sat. And then one day last year, I'm like, I'm ready for you. And then I read it. I was like, what was I waiting for? I think I had to be ready for it. Yeah. Um, yeah I just like to be prepared. and, and have So ready. you turned me on to, and I, sh- unfortunately I cleaned. So my stack is not present. Um, <laughs> and you'll have to remind me of the name, but it's the history of. Oh, the secret the, history of the world. But the second one of religion, of angels, of. The the sacred history, the secret history of my goodness. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. But it's, yeah. And just for clarity's sake, this author goes by two different names. So some, some editions are by Mark Booth and some are by Jonathan Black, but they're actually the same person, (laughs) which I had to discover the hard way. So I'm like. That's super interesting. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed it. For me, I, I tackle a few chapters and I ought to just sit with it for a minute. So I, I'm working my way through that one. There's another one I'm working my way through that is um, The New History of Everything. Ooh. And it is 
so much of our history and even the scientific lens that we recognize history through is very Victorian. Okay. Yeah. And so these two gentlemen said, I want to revisit these records. I want to revisit the information we have and add in the new archaeological evidence we have. And it's this new version and recognizing that when, you know, we were colonized here in North America, how much of that information actually went back and influenced Europe? Mm-hmm. And looking at some of those early prehistoric um, dwellings and that there were actually hunters and gatherers living together simultaneously. It wasn't that agriculture sprang up overnight and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. everybody stopped gathering. There's so many more nuances and pieces to discover Mm -hmm. and all this. So I'm a big history buff like you. Yeah. I try to give myself every December a month to read nothing but cheesy Christmas romance novels. That's my goal. Oh my God. I just bought two Christmas books the other day. Two. I've got a, a collection and every year I buy like three to four new Christmas books. Yes. And one day I want like a whole shelf of Christmas books. <laughs> love it. I love that too. Oh, it's a good break for me. Yes. And then the other thing that I bought the books, but it's not quite time is channeling the council of light. And I think as part of the Akashic, it will be the next portion that I go into when I'm in the records. I, my favorite part is channeling and that sort of, again, kind of happened. (laughs) I wish I had gone in with the intention of today, I'm going to channel. But I recognized that when I asked spirit, and I do this in my sessions, I'll say, give it to me in your words. I want to say this in your words. Mm -hmm. Because if I put it through my filter, through my vessel, the point's not going to be the same. So I literally ask for them to just spit it out through me. And that's when these profound messages, and they're always, you know, that's the beauty and simplicity too, that I enjoy, but I think there's more there to channel. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of on the horizon. That's what's, that's what's in the works on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I wish I could remember the exact thing you said to me. I'll have to revisit it. But in the reading I had with you, the Akashic reading I had with you, there was something that came through and I remember you going, wow, you know, like almost (laughs) like you were like, Whoa, like after you said it and, and it was something about bone medicine actually and and the the marrow in the bones because it was a lot of like bone medicine that came through. I kind of remember mm-hmm. that and it was something about like you have that wisdom still in your marrow and I just remember I still see you standing on that hill with the wind in your hair and like moving the energies and yeah, it was an, a fantastic reading. I, so many times people will be like, say that again and I'm like, I have no idea what I just Same. said. Same. Same, but then certain things just, just stick. Yeah. 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 This has been a a fantastic conversation. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you for asking me. I've always loved chatting with you. Me too. Is there anything that you would like to, um, kind of talk about that's upcoming in your business? Any events you have going? Anything like that? So being that this will air in November, I have just a few little spots left this year for, it's called a soul evolution reading, and that is the Akashic and astrology together. So just a few spots in November, and then I am taking a little downtime in December. But what I'm going to be opening with in January is mediumship development and mentorship. So that is coming in, in the new year, if you're interested in that. I also will have next spring the foundational intuitive astrology course. It is uh, seven to eight weeks and we just finished the beta version here 
And it's been wildly just amazing. Just, I really want people to look at astrology through an intuitive and mm -hmm. a, a lens of releasing the have tos and memorizing keywords and all of those things. There's so much more beauty and nuance to astrology than that. So I have that. And then as well, I, um, I have some end of the year readings coming up, some fun little packages. If you want to know what your highlights are for next year, pulling in some Akashic and Oracle information as well as the stars. And then you can always find me in the third eye library and yeah. we are, um, a coven of 12 spiritual business owners that hold space for anyone who's interested in exploring the woo. So the third eye library, we'll definitely include that in the show notes. So you can go check Emily out on her beautiful website. You can definitely see your, um, your, your past, um, history with graphic design. And so you still use that in your business just in a different way. Exactly. I ah. really still enjoy making the graphics and doing those things, but graphics are amazing for myself. I don't want to make them for anybody else. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. You remind me so much of my daughter. Like it's like my daughter in, you know, like 30 years, cause she is like such a creative, amazing artist, but, and I, and I, she's kind of at that time where she's deciding what comes next, right. In, in the 12th grade this year. And, and she's, I, we're all kind of like art, creativity, go get an art degree, you know, like, and she's like, I don't want to do that for anyone else because then it won't be fun anymore. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get that. Tell I her to call that. me. We'll have a time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Another four, six will definitely get it. I'm happy to pass on my wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I just looked down. It was 4444. So I think that's a good note to end. Thank you so much for joining us today, Emily. And thank you everyone for listening. See you again next week. Bye-bye. If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider hopping on over to wherever you listen to your podcast and giving it a five-star review. Thank you so much in advance. If you'd like to keep in touch, please head over to my website, theintuitiverising.com to keep up with all the things that I have been doing. I also have a private Facebook community for people just like you. It's called the Intuitive Rising Community. All you got to do is request to join and I will let you in. Keep rising.